Good evening. Right here, coming coming live from New York City. This is Secrets of the Sire. Thank you to all the Periscope peeps. I got lots of hearts coming. Got a lot of people coming on. This is really great. Enjoy having you guys live streaming us uh, via Periscope at Michael underscore Dolce. Uh, but you can always catch us live on TalkingAlternative.com. That's where we're actually streaming from every Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we talk movies, comics, TV, music, pop culture in general, and we do it here every week. And uh, as always, uh, we have my trusty engineer, Sam, and we have our intern, who I forgot her name because I'm terrible. <laughs> what is it? Ojen. Ojen. Right? Got it? Yeah. Boom. All right. Good to have everyone here. And uh, the problem with a weekly radio show, and not a daily radio show, Sam, <laughs> is that so much stuff happens in between. Like, so much news happens, events happen, things that piss me off, things that get me excited, things that make me go, hmm, you know, it, it just, there's this, there's this uh, just constant, you know, influx of news, and uh, we're going to have a social media expert on next week uh, to kind of talk about uh, a lot of stuff that we were going to talk about, and we're going we're gonna to broach it tonight, but let's do a little timeline. I know, right, right, right. Sam, Sam's all about the Daily Show. Sam's all about the Daily Show. But here we go. Let me let me give you a little guys a little timeline here of events. So my show is every Wednesday, eight thirty Eastern, on TalkingAlternative.com. We are brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and thirty day free trial at AudibleTrial.com/slash/Secrets of the Sire. That is Sire S I R E. Friday, Billy Corgan comes on. Or at least it start, he starts trending. He's on a, on a show called InfoWars. And he starts going in. Billy Corgan is the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins. He starts talking about the PC in America, how it's turning us into 1984. And I'm thinking, that's my show for next week. This is fantastic. This is amazing stuff. Like, amazing stuff. But in the midst of last week, Civil War comes in and starts steamrolling the box office. And I know that's what all my fans want to hear about. Actually, I, I shouldn't say my fans. I should say fans of this medium. I might have like one or two fans. I'm getting lots of hearts, so that's a good thing. You know, it comes in and, and Warner Brothers is basically like, oh, crap, we really, we suck. We suck, and we need to do something about it. So I couldn't talk about this last week. Not that I couldn't talk about it. Just it was all Civil War last week. But Ben Affleck gets named uh, an executive producer on Justice League, and his role gets bumped up a huge, huge notch. Huge notch at Warner Brothers. And he's there to save the Justice League from Zack Snyder. And then, I, so I say, okay, this is great. So, I mean, we, we, we changed, uh, you know, emails during the week. What do you think about this is a topic of the show? What do you about this is the topic of the show? No, it's got to be Ben Affleck. Can Ben Affleck save the DC Universe? And then what happens this morning? Jeff Johns and another uh, VP, John Berg, get promoted to essentially the same position that Kevin, uh, F- I wanna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mispronounce his name, Fiji, Feig, Feig, that's it, Kevin Feig, who oversees Marvel Studios, basically the DC end of things. Jeff Johns is a storied comic book writer. He's written uh, epic runs on Flash, on Green Lantern. I mean, he basically revitalized Green Lantern into not just a viable property, but I mean, he steamrolled it to a point where it was a viable movie option in 2011. And we'll get to that in a little bit because, quite frankly, he had a huge influence on that, and I think he had too great an influence on that, but that's beside the point. 
he basically is now ascended into the Kevin Feig role. And he is now overseeing the DC film universe alongside John Berg. So once again, we've gone through a, a timeline where I'm going to talk about PC and how I think that a lot of social progressives miss the point on PC. We had uh, one of the Bad Coyote Funky Bunch, Amber, here, and she had, had commented on something when she was here. We were talking about Civil War was that politically correct still means correct. And I had this whole thing, and we actually ended up having a great lunch, and we ended up talking about a whole bunch of stuff. And I thought, this is going to be a great show. We're going to talk all about PC. We're going to get the PC people, you know, rally the troops and figure out, you know, is this a good or bad thing? Me, personally, I actually think we are in the Orwellian state now. We are in 1984, where, yes, we have to be inclusive and everything has to be inclusive. However, who decides what is inclusive and what is not? And if you do not follow the company line of inclusive, you are now an outcast. You are, you know, castrated. You are everything Billy Corgan said. See, so much stuff. We started there, though, and we're going we're gonna to end, and not end, we're actually going to begin now, talking about the DC movie universe. So what do I think about Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck, first of all, it's amazing how far we've come, right? It is amazing that Ben Affleck, if this was 10 years ago, and Ben Affleck was not only named Batman, not only was he, I mean, you, you couldn't pay me enough money in 2004 to 2006 to say Ben Affleck will be the best part of a Batman versus Superman movie. A Batman versus Superman movie, Ben Affleck will be the best part of that movie. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. There's no way. There's no way anybody saw this coming. Kudos to this guy. Um, he gives everyone out there an opportunity for a second chance because he, quite frankly, I mean, he not only got a second chance in the movie business, but he has now run with it. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Great job, Ben Affleck. For all my Facebook people, we are on Facebook Secrets of the Sire, S-I-R-E. Uh, you can go find us there. We'll be streaming there live, too, pretty soon. Uh, appreciate all the hearts and the likes on the Periscope page, at Michael underscore Dolce. If you would have told me Ben Affleck would be the best part of the movie, I'd think you were crazy. But now, you know, 10 years later, 12 years later, whatever you want to say, he was the best part. And thank God he's now going to be, you know, on the Justice League movie. Now, according to The Hollywood Reporter, um, you know, who... Or Deadline, actually. Deadline broke the Ben Affleck story. Supposedly, he's coming on board as a, in a supportive role of Zack Snyder. A, a, a here, I'm, Z you know, I'm here for you, Zack Snyder. I'm going to bring in my Oscar-winning um, screenwriter from Argo to help us out on the rewrites. We're going to rewrite Justice League. We're going to make sure that Batman v Superman doesn't happen again. Now, there's a whole contingent of people out there that thought Batman v Superman was actually pretty good. I thought it was good. For the first hour, and I think it completely went off the rails after that. Now, with Warner Brothers coming through here, though, and, and ascending Ben Affleck to the role, I wonder if my own theory that Zack Snyder was kind of, you know, pushed around behind the scenes was wrong. I wonder if that theory is now wrong. Is Warner Brothers now like, hey, Zack Snyder, we gave you all this leeway. And everything I'm reading, you know, Warner Brothers is saying that they are the... Um, studio for the filmmaker they want the filmmaker to, to realize his vision we're not we're not going to oversee you like marvel does marvel has marvel basically tries to fit people into a puzzle piece that they're putting together dc and warner brothers no no we are we are for we are all about the filmmaker here coming to you live from talkingalternative.com for anybody streaming us on periscope and uh, soon to be facebook zach snyder though 
I mean, his 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 grasp on the DC universe has to be very tenuous at this point now. I mean, it has to be, and and with good reason, to be honest with you. Uh, the major complaints that people had, well, actually, okay, several major complaints that people had was, A, trying to cram 1,800 stories into one, and I thought that was a Warner Brothers thing, and it could be a Warner Brothers thing, I don't know, but cramming all these things into one movie, that was the first thing. Batman killing? No, uh, recklessly killing. Didn't make sense to me in the movie. People didn't like that. People, you know, Superman, this is not Superman either. This is like Batman in Superman's role. I heard, you know, Lex Luthor was really... Uh, the Joker, essentially, uh, is that Zack Snyder essentially wanted to write the Joker, but he couldn't write the Joker, so he basically wrote Lex Luthor as the Joker. I could see all this. I could see all, you know, all these things. But what it really shows, though, as Captain America: Civil War steamrolls into over a, almost a billion dollars or over a billion dollars at this point in worldwide gross, and Batman v Superman is going to top off around nine hundred million. It's at eight seventy-seven right now. Um, you know, not a flop by any means. Uh, the movie cost $300 million to make, give or take, probably marketing, probably half a million to make. It made money, but it did not launch the universe like they had hoped it would. So Zack Snyder has to be looking over his shoulder now, right? I mean, Ben Affleck is supposedly coming on as a friend. Uh, I know that he invested a lot of money and, and, he, and a lot of time. I'm sorry, not money, but he invested a lot of time. He invested a lot of his energy into into making uh, you know Batman v Superman the best it could be. Uh, which is probably why he was so sad in that in that viral video that went went uh, across the internet. I don't know, Sam, if you if you got a chance to see it, it's somebody put the um, put a song to uh, to Ben Affleck in an interview when he was told that the reviews for Batman v Superman were very poor, and he's just got this sad face, and it's uh, "Hello Silence, Here You Come," and it just goes on and on, and it's just it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, so maybe maybe there's more. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire kind of thing here. Because there's a Birth Death Movies post as well. Or Birth Movies Death, I think is the name of the website. And they go into it saying that, you know, he was really upset with how Batman v Superman was not received very well. This is Ben Affleck. Obviously, Zack Snyder couldn't have been happy. Or maybe he was happy. You know, who knows? He's a, he's a very rich man who's gotten to make a lot of good comic book movies uh, he, he, he can he can kind of rest on his laurels a little bit. Not that Ben Affleck can't either, but Ben Affleck, I think they said after the embarrassment of Daredevil, was really hoping this was going to be, you know, really turn the tide. Now, the ironic part is, is that, again, he was the best part of that movie. So I think that he personally could lean back. I like Henry Cahill, by the way. Cavill, I guess. I like him a lot, and I think that he's uh, he's got the build for Superman. I just saw A Man from Uncle, finally, that came out last year. Good movie, good movie. I don't know why that didn't do very well. Maybe just because it's a, it's, you know, who knows the IP at this point? Who knows that brand? I don't know that brand, but I watched it on HBO. So there you go. There, there's, there, that's all you need to know. I didn't, I didn't feel that I needed to go see it. But I like Henry Cavill as an actor. Um, but Ben Affleck was clearly the best part of that movie. And at the end of the day, I guess Ben Affleck has to sit there and say, you know what? If anybody's gonna save it. He's got the Oscar-winning chops. He's got the Oscar-winning director. I uh, sorry, the Oscar-winning screenwriter by his side with Argo. I mean, he's got, uh, you know, everything he's done now since I'd say circa 2006 has just been top-notch in quality. So why not have him save the DC movie universe? But he's not going to do it alone. He's got a new dynamic duo. Do we have a new dynamic duo? I think we do. Uh, they're already partnered up on the Batman, which we don't know when that's going to be released. Uh, we don't know 
a lot about a lot of things. We just know that there's a big shakeup, and we're going to continue talking about it when we return. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, Secrets of the Sire. We are live via Periscope. We are also going to be live via Facebook shortly as well, too. We are always just loving the technical difficulties, but I do not blame anyone but myself, and uh, nor can I blame anyone but myself. But um, welcome back, and welcome to all the Periscope peeps that are joining us. We're getting a lot of attention on Periscope. You can always follow me at Michael underscore Dolce. We do this every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, broadcasting live from New York City. TalkingAlternative.com. The one fun part about the time change we used to air Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern is the fact that um, I have a show before us, The Rob and Callie Show, and they do a great job. Rob was on hand live. Callie was out and about, but it was awesome kind of listening to them. We miss our 21st century entrepreneurs. Came out after us, but I'm sure we'll be popping in and out as well. Um, Basically, talking about Ben Affleck, and we were talking about Jeff Johns, the new dynamic duo of DC Comics. And Jeff Johns, basically just overnight, there's a great meme that is going around, or, another, or maybe not it's a meme, I guess it's an animated gif, whatever. Jeff Johns walking in the office, and they show Leonardo DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street, walking, knocking the doors open, and just seeing every, you know, everyone cheering, and he's just walking in like a badass. Because he should. He's now like, he has a sense, like he is the comic book equivalent of just a total badass now he started out as i mean he has no artistic talent whatsoever um so he is a writer first and foremost so for a writer to be able to ascend to the level that he's done i mean just and again it's not as if he was a writer he's a comic book writer i mean that is what he does that is what he is um, and then he was able to kind of like ascend the ladder. I mean, again, it's not like he wrote a screenplay and, you know, while he was writing comics. I mean, he basically just ascended the DC ladder being such a such a kick-ass uh, comic book writer. And now he is um, overseeing the DC films alongside John Berg. And, uh, but the real dynamic duo here, though, is going to be Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns. Um, 
can they save the DC universe? Uh, does it need saving? That's the first question, right? I mean, we have a lot of people out there that actually loved Batman v Superman. The movie made $877 million. It's not, you know, it's not as if it was a total flop in that regard. They did have the largest Easter, you know, opening in history. I mean, the Friday sales actually beat Civil War's Friday sales. So, I mean, it's not as if, it's not as if it was a total, you know, mess. It just... It's one movie, right, but you know what? It was the first movie. And see, that's the problem. It was the first in the DC line. Look, Green Lantern came out in 2011. It's been a while since then. This, is the, this was the first, so my engineer Sam, for anybody who can't hear, anybody streaming us through Periscope, uh, Facebook can actually hear us because uh, I don't have the wire yet, but it'll be there. Trust me, with technical stuff, it's, it's amazing uh, technology. But, you know, the movie itself wasn't the worst thing it just wasn't the best thing and it wasn't the way you want to kick off um your new movie universe you just don't i mean you want to kick it off with critical you know raves you want to kick it off with i don't know two weeks in and crossing a billion dollars you want people to be talking about it in a positive light you want them to be raising interesting questions about politics and and oh yeah i'm talking about civil war i mean i'm basically talking about the exact movie they were trying to be I mean, there's, look, there's no, we're not naive here. There's no, there's no mistake that, you know, Warner Brothers is like Batman v Superman. Let's put it up against Civil War. Now they were smart not to put it up directly against Civil War because boy, would it have gotten crushed and boy, would it have made 877 million? I doubt it. I doubt it. I think they would have, I, I think they would have suffered not having any competition against them was a brilliant move. By Warner Brothers. I think that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, I think that they ultimately made the right decision to push it up. But that's just the ramifications. If you go to the Secret Sire, secretsofthesire.com, you can check out uh, some of my posts. I recap a whole bunch of news stories throughout the week. And one of those was that Civil War just continues to have this ripple effect on every move that Warner Brothers makes. So I guess the question isn't necessarily can Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns save the DC Universe. Can the DC Universe be saved when they don't have a Kevin Feig? Feig. 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 They don't, I mean, even Jeff Johns to an extent, right? I mean, he still reports to people. Not that Kevin Feig doesn't report to other people. Not that he doesn't have a boss. Not that he runs, you know, completely rampant. But I, you get the feeling in the Marvel Universe, it's his vision overseeing everything puzzles that he lays out he's finding the pieces for the directors that he finds are fitting the puzzle pieces dc it seems is a little more haphazard it's a little more reactionary uh, it's very reactionary actually i mean look just the just the fact that it it i mean it didn't do as well as civil war but it kind of came close to civil war no civil war is probably going to top off 1.5 1.6 something like that so maybe it's not really that close, but it's still kind of close right now. It's it's not as if that movie completely bombed. It's not as if the special effects sucked. It's not as if, you know, again, seeing these two epic villains, seeing Wonder Woman was was a positive. I mean, Aquaman and Flash and all this other stuff. I mean, there's some a lot of really great positives to, you know, what happened in that movie. But immediately they shake everything up. One movie. Sam, you even said it. One movie, right? One movie... And all of a sudden, 
we're replacing Zack Snyder as the creative vision. We're going to put Jeff Johns in the creative vision. Now, is Jeff Johns the man for the job? That's the first question, right? Great comic book writer. He also worked with uh, Greg Berlanti to bring Arrow and Flash to the, to, the, to the small screen. He also was a producer, though, on Green Lantern in 2011, which the major complaint, and I, and look, I am a comic book guy. You could actually see me at Wizard World Philadelphia coming up on June 5th. Uh, actually, June 2nd to June 5th in uh, Philadelphia Convention Center. You can come get autographs, sketches, you know, whatever. You can buy The Sire. You can uh, meet me. You can talk. You can talk my ear off at a table. I'll be there for eight hours a day. You can definitely come talk my ear off at the table. I'm always welcoming that. But you have a guy who is who put too much comic book, too much comic book in the Green Lantern movie, right? I mean, Green Lantern should have been a simple movie. Green Lantern should have been X-Men circa 2000. Right? Just to introduce us to the world. You don't have to go nuts. X-Men has, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of characters as we've seen. We've got X-Men Apocalypse coming out next week. But they didn't try to cram too much in. They picked five X-Men, one villain, one villain with a clear motive, and that's it. Green Lantern tried to introduce the Green Lantern core and Green Lantern this, and the whole movie kind of reeked, and I say reeked because it didn't do very well, of Johns' influence from a comic book standpoint. Now, that was four or five years ago at this point. I guess it was five years ago, 2011. I'm sure he's learned his lesson. I'm sure he's actually progressed. Um, Arrow and Flash, terrific shows, right? I mean, hands down, a lot of people, Flash especially, they, they say is great. But here's the thing. Yeah, and, and Arrow is, is excellent as well. Uh, but Berlanti's really running the show on that. You know, Johns might have helped get that there, but Greg Berlanti's really the one running the show. He's the one that's really orchestrating that. So again, is Jeff Johns the man for the job? And, it, you know, here's the other thing too. Uh, Jeff Johns is the writing that he's done in comic books. I mean, he was superb, superb years ago. Years and years and years ago. Has he written anything kind of like that since? I, I You know, you could you could wonder, you could wonder. Great guy, I've I've interviewed him a bunch of times. He's a great guy in general. Um, you know, he definitely, maybe, maybe he's the guy for the job. Well, he's working with Ben Affleck now. He's working with Ben Affleck on the Batman. But here's another example of how Warner Brothers kind of doesn't have a clue, right? I mean, we don't even know when that movie's coming out. We don't know where that's fitting in continuity. I mean, you basically. Now you've started off a movie universe with an older Batman, too. So you can't have a younger Batman now in the DC movie universe, which might be nice in the sense that, okay, we had Christian Bale for three movies. We saw Batman as a younger man and now as an older man. So maybe that's fine. But essentially you have him as a, well, first of all, Ben Affleck is still working out right now. Bruce Wayne is still working out. Uh, I don't know if you... uh, if you'd seen the original movie where he, Batman v Superman, where he is just working out constantly in that movie. So I guess he's keeping in really great shape uh, for, for a lower 40s guy. I think, I think Ben Affleck is literally still, um, you know, working out right now. Like he's working out. Like he is jacked out of his mind right now. So we had James Massia commenting on the uh, conversation. And he said, in a word, no. I believe that on- after only two movies, is there a too late to save the DC movie franchise? Steve Cavanay said he was a, a pleasant surprise in BVS. I think he does have solid moves behind the camera, so I don't see why he cannot adopt to the, uh, adapt to the comic genre. And uh, James then actually commented that and said, 
he's actually more excited that Jeff Johns is taking over the DCU. Um, however, we don't know. You know, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how happy in general I am of all that stuff. So we just lost the Facebook feed, but eh, it'll come and go today. It is what it is. We'll, uh, we'll make do. Thank you to all the Periscope peeps that are checking us out as well, too. So that was our that was our big question, and I want to open it up to you guys. Obviously, you know, can they save the DC movie universe? Uh, so hit me up at Periscope at Michael underscore Dolce. This is your time to definitely chime in, comment away if you uh, if you think Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns can save the DC movie universe. Let me know if you think the DC movie universe needs saving. I'll give you a couple reasons why it does. First off, Suicide Squad re rewrites rewrites. Rewrites and reshoots. No, it's not a reactionary thing. No, we weren't reacting to Deadpool. No, we weren't reacting to Batman v Superman. No, 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 no. This was just. It, this happens all the time. Yeah, it, it does. It just seems kind of a coincidence to happen after Batman v Superman too dark, and all of a sudden Deadpool was a huge, massive success, and it was funny, and it was comical. And now all of a sudden, Suicide Squad, whose trailers, by the way, are getting monster hits. The trailers are, are, are extremely favorably reviewed. And now all of a sudden, reshoots on that. Nah, Warner Brothers, reactionary. Ugh. Wonder Woman, you know, it's funny. I thought she was the other best part of that movie, right? Besides for the aesthetic purposes, but I thought the actual character was 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 very cool. She was very mysterious. Uh, it, it definitely hinted at something greater, um, you know. But we don't, you know, we don't know what that's going to do. All right, we've got Jersey Jedi. I wonder if Affleck will bring in friend, fellow director, and DC writer Kevin Smith. I hope not. I hope not. Sam loves Kevin Smith. I love Kevin Smith too. I love Kevin Smith circa nineteen ninety. Four when he did Clerks because Clerks was awesome. Uh, Mall Rats was great. Uh, his Daredevil run, great. His comic book writing actually is great because he is just a wordy, wordy guy. So it's a, it's a, it's appropriate for him. Zack and Miri make a porno, not so much. Not, not as, not as great as, uh, as those early ones. You know, the question is just how much influence is he going to exert? I got to imagine he's going to exert a lot, right? I think he's going to have to. But another reason why. Warner Brothers, not so great. They got rid of uh, Seth Graham, the director on Flash. He's gone. They're going to try to find a veteran. They just didn't want a first-timer helming the movie. I think that's stupid. I think at this point, you know, you're supposed to be a studio that just lets the filmmakers do what, what they want to do, and you're canning a filmmaker uh, over creative differences, that over-often-used term. And then you also have James Wan, Fast and Furious 7 director, or Fast and Furious director in general, uh, who's doing Aquaman, and suddenly there's rumors he's getting cold feet. Does he want to be a part of this anymore? Now he went to Twitter to dispel the rumors. But look, where there's smoke, there's fire. So when we come back, I want to hear from you guys. You can get us on Periscope, at Michael underscore Dolce. You can always, always, always call in 877-480-4120. That's 877-480. 480-4120. Let's chat on air. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns when we return. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because The Rob and Callie Show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone, and now we're bringing it to the radio. So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 8.30 on talkradio.myc. And that's Eastern Standard Time, so join us. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, Secrets of the Sire. We're here every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, broadcasting live from New York City via TalkingAlternative.com. You can go to my Twitter page, Twitter.com slash Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L underscore Dolce, D-O-L-C-E. You can go to our Facebook page, which is Secrets of the Sire, that's S-I-R-E. And you can uh, basically stream us Live, TalkingAlternative.com. You can call in 877-480-4120. Love to hear from you guys. Love to hear your thoughts. We're talking Ben Affleck. We're talking Jeff Johns. We're going to talk Billy Corgan in a little bit, too. Uh, We basically kind of gave you the rundown for anybody trying to catch up or recap. I mean, it's amazing the amount of news, the news cycle, how quickly everything just cycles through so fast. There is Brian Mitchell. What is up? We are talking Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck. Can they save the DC movie universe? So I'd love to hear from you guys. Comment in, chime in. What are your thoughts on these two guys? I mean, again, I'll give you my thought. I think Ben Affleck has the pedigree. I think if you're going to name somebody up there, I think that's a good, good name to have. I don't have as much faith in Jeff Johns from a movie standpoint as I do a comic book standpoint. And that... That's pretty much the problem, right? I mean, I don't I don't know if Jeff Johns the comic book writer is going to be as effective as Jeff Johns the movie person and quite frankly I think you need it to be, right? I think we need it to be as effective. And so far not so much. I mean, his only real movie work is uh, is Green Lantern and that didn't turn out so well. But he has his TV work you know, very heavily influenced on the Arrow show, on Flash, so maybe he's got a shot. So my engineer Sam brought up a point too, Man of, Man of Steel. See, I've already blocked Man of Steel out. I know a uh, fan of the show, Nevin Frederick, actually loves DC stuff. He loves Man of Steel, loves Batman v Superman. I thought Man of Steel was okay. I thought Man of Steel was a different take on Superman. Nothing wrong with that. I think that's a really great, you know, something, uh, you know, it's exciting and it's definitely something very cool, but uh, ultimately... You know, for a lot of people, it just it just misses the mark. I mean, that's, I think, the real big, you know, comparison. When you're comparing these Marvel films to the DC films, all the Marvel films, they just feel like Marvel films, right? They, they just feel like the characters you grew up 
loving. Now, it doesn't mean the stories are stuck in the 1970s or stories are stuck in the 80s or the 90s or the 60s or the 2000s. They're fresh stories. Everything is is new and different, but it's the heart of those characters are still there. It's, it's the Captain America you grew up enjoying. It's the Iron Man you grew up enjoying. We had our guest Jeff Gomez on a few weeks ago, and he said, you know, not that this can't be the Man of Steel and the Batman, but if it's your first foray into these characters, why are we deconstructing them now? Give them time to be built up before we break them down. I thought that was one of the best points I'd ever heard about that. And I think it's a really great point because, quite frankly, that's the problem with the DCU is, is it's just the vision's off. But that's what happens when you don't have a unified vision. Is Jeff Johns going to unify that vision? I don't know. He's still reporting to a completely different branch of DC. You have so many small companies working within this larger frame, whereas the Marvel Disney machine is a machine. It has got one person in charge. It's got one vision going. It's got a plan through, and I don't mean a plan to release movies, because Warner Brothers doesn't even have that, to be honest with you, right? I mean, they have like a Batman movie that leaked that is a, supposedly coming out in 2018, So, I mean, they don't even have that, right? They have a bunch of movies they're making and a bunch of movies that will eventually come out, but they don't really have any any direction or any plan. So how can Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns save the, the, the movie universe if there is no universe, really? It's just haphazardly thrown together, whereas you obviously you have the Marvel Universe is just so tight, and even the comic books are mirroring... And this is for all my comic book peeps that are chiming in. Andrew Lavolo, good to see you. Lavolo, sorry. I'm just a mispronounced machine here. That's what I do every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m., TalkingAlternative.com. I butcher your name. If you have a name that is even somewhat remotely hard to pronounce, I mean, it could be like Smythe instead of Smith. I mean, anything. I will, I will butcher it. And that's, that's what we like to do. <laughs> oh, the behind the scenes here. The fun we're having. Mark Brooks. Welcome, Mark Brooks. Mark Brooks is a talented, talented comic book artist. Um, he's been doing a lot of fantastic work for years and years and years. I recommend you check out his work. Check out his page. I don't know if he will be at Wizard World Philadelphia, but I will be at Wizard World Philadelphia. I am a marginally talented artist. I am a very, very talented writer, and I can talk a lot. So come check us out. Wizard World Philadelphia, June 2nd to the 6th. I'll also be in San Diego because San Diego is just awesome, and why not? So we're talking Ben Affleck. We're talking DC Movie Universe. We're talking Jeff Johns. Are they the dynamic duo? I want to hear from you guys. I really do. You know, is this is this even worth saving? You know, it, at this point, we have some fans that don't even think it's worth saving. You know, that, that the movies, it, they're just doomed. Is Suicide Squad going to be any good? Ben Affleck is an executive producer on that. Ben Affleck has a cameo in that. So regardless of what you think that movie's going to be, that is definitely the eye-opener. It is definitely the, the, the fire starter that we're going to see. Is, it gonna, is everything going to go up in flames? Uh, I'm going to go with that analogy because, I don't know, it's just what I came up with because, you know, say it's 8.30 at night and that's what I do. Um, but no, Suicide Squad is going to be the marker that's going to see what direction DC's going to head. And yes, there was Man of Steel. And Man, but Man of Steel didn't have the kind of impact, good or bad, that Batman v Superman had, right? I mean, essentially, you have that movie as this is the first movie. I, you know, my engineer Sam was saying, no, you had Man of Steel, and yeah, we had Green Lantern in 2011. Yeah, we have all these movies. We do. I get it. Like we totally, I get it. But 
essentially that's the first one, right? That is the first one that is, um, you know, kind of really kicking off this new vision that Warner Brothers had. And this new vision could come to a screeching halt by, I don't know, movie two? I mean, how much pressure now is on David Ayer? 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 A-Y-E-R? How the hell do you even pronounce these things? I don't even know. See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher it. I'm going to continue to butcher it. No. David Ayer has to basically have the weight of the world on his shoulders now, right? I mean, that's essentially what it's coming down to. He has the entire fate. So forget Ben Affleck and forget Jeff Johns. Um, David Ayer is basically the entire rest of the movie. Like, what happens if Suicide Squad just bombs completely? Like, what happens if that movie just sputters so badly out of the gate? Now, there was another Harley Quinn movie that is now being in, in development, right? I mean, that was launched. See, we talked about how the news cycle just, it flo- it just it's continually... Just things are just happening and announcements happen. And we were going to start off talking about Billy Corgan, which we will get into next segment, and his, um, you know, anti-Bernie Sanders rant, as the uh, as the PC mob likes to uh, likes to declare it, even though he really just had a you know an intelligent discussion regarding his politics. But of course, he was bashing people because we need people to click on articles. But no, you have, you know, you have Suicide Squad coming out in August, and that can essentially sink the whole ship. We're going to use that analogy instead. I mean, that the ship is basically on life preserve right now mode, right? I mean, it is it is just treading water. I'm going to use as many analogies as I can f- possibly, you know, the, the 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 horizon is there and there's smoke coming and there's there's a, a an island and you know, palm trees, clouds, sun. No, it really is. It it basically has got everything riding on on Suicide Squad's sh- shoulders, essentially, right? I mean, there's no other way to say it. If that bombs completely, I mean, are they going to fire everybody? Does Jeff Johns then get fired? <laughs> does it, it's like, no, or does Ben Affleck then get fired? Ben Affleck, you're, you're going to make a cameo in our movie. Uh, are they going to, would they squash the Harley Quinn movie? You know, and that's the question too then, right? I mean, that just got announced. That could easily get unannounced. Does James Wan then say, you know what? I'm thinking my cold feet were probably good. I'm going to get out of here. You know, I'm not going to be a part of this anymore. You know, so does Aquaman then sink? Does their entire, you know, I mean, look, movies get squashed all the time, right? You know, movies get greenlit and then they get shut down. It happens. You know, could that be the ultimate fate? And it's all riding on a movie with fan favorite characters, but not well-known characters. Harley Quinn is a huge fan favorite. The Joker is obviously, everyone knows who that is. But if you could tell me if anybody knows, anybody outside the comic book world, can can you tell me if they seriously know any of the other members of Suicide Squad? Because I don't. I know I think Killer Croc is in it, because I saw like a lizard looking guy, so I'm assuming that's him. Um, I was more of a Marvel guy growing up, so. Everything rests on Suicide Squad. Everything, and that's Ben Affleck behind the scenes. He's an executive producer. He's making his cameo. Jared Leto. I mean, you've got, you've got some A-listers there. Oh, my goodness, boy. And it all kind of stemmed, again, from just how good Marvel does what they do, right? I mean, at the end of the day, this is, this is not so much, so much a comment on DC as it is a comment on how great Marvel is. I mean, that's it's really saying something. I mean, they basically came out in 2008 with a premise and a plan and put it all together and I mean it's it's a it's a snowball that is now an avalanche I mean it's just you can't stop it and you don't want to stop it right I mean we are now heading into the phase three of Marvel Universe 
you know, Marvel film universe. The comics are actually aligning now more and more to become synchronous. Uh, boy, I was a, I'm much more articulate at 11 o'clock on Fridays than I am at 8.30s at night. Synonymous. They're all, be, they're all synchronizing together. So yeah, I'm just, yeah, just going to go with that. But no, they are. They are all, you know, kind of putting all their eggs in the basket and we are just seeing the fruits of their labor and it's just a beautiful thing and that's really what we're watching. So whenever you see something about the DC universe uh, reacting, it's because Marvel's just doing it really, really well. I wish they would do the comic books as well. They don't quite do that anymore. But you know what? So my engineer Sam had a good question though. You know, is DC better in TV? then Marvel is better in movies. Now, Marvel's clearly better in the movies. I mean, I think that's hands down, right? I mean, we don't have enough necessarily data to say that DC's going to be a total flop, but quite frankly, like we just said, could be all over. This could be all over. So, Nevin Frederick, chiming in. I love you, buddy. Thank you. DC better on TV than Marvel. Yes. Agent Carter got canceled, so I think that's a, that's a definitive yes. But I don't think for quality, though. See, that's the whole thing. Agent Carter got canceled. Um, that was one of my favorite shows. I thought they did it really well. I thought it was a great. It was very topical. Uh, but yes, I think the success of Arrow and Flash. Uh, how's Supergirl doing though? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to say. Yes, um, Nevin personally loved BBS, so it can be. Yes, I know. The problem, the problem though, is that there just aren't enough Nevin Fredericks out there that thought Batman v Superman was great. Um, I know there was a lengthy discussion. Uh, between Nevin and Tom Hutchinson, the publisher of Big Dog Inc., about you know Batman v Superman and and you know quite frankly I like I said I find a lot of good in uh, in Batman v Superman I just don't think it's a very good movie when all is said and done so we'll see we'll see what happens though with that when we come back we're gonna switch topics a little bit we're gonna get into PC America this is what I thought I was gonna be leading off the show with Billy Corgan. Lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins went on and um, uh, on the uh, internet talk show Infowars, and the quotes that came from that interview uh, turn were basically proved his entire argument correct. And what do I mean by that? I'll explain when we come back. <laughs> You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on talkradio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m. and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now. TalkingAlternative.com
Welcome back, Secrets of the Sire. I want to give a shout out to Buddy Scalera. He's got a new photo reference book for budding artists. Pick it up on Amazon now. You can go to facebook.com slash secrets of the sire for the link. Um, it is a photo reference book for comic book artists. It's really awesome. It actually has a bunch of well-proportioned individuals duking it out in comic book-like battle scenes, guns, equipment, you know, you name it. Buddy went to the, to the trouble uh, of actually getting photo reference uh, in, you know, all different kinds of shapes, sizes, uh, like I said, gear, supplies, everything, and he did it uh, in one book, and it's a must-have if you are a budding comic book artist. It's a must-have if you're just an artist in general, uh, because everyone's art always looks better when you have reference behind it. As I mentioned before, this is Secrets of the Sire. We are a weekly radio show on TalkingAlternative.com. The podcast goes live every Friday, and we talk comics, movies, TV, and music. And one of the things that we love to do is kind of branch out beyond just uh, the usual fanboy arguments, Ben Affleck, DC, Marvel, and everything like that. And, and I love music. I'm a big music guy. Uh, I write for AM New York. I, I've interviewed Chris Cornell. I've interviewed uh, Ed Kowalczyk, Brandon Boyd. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing Katie Lang next week. That should be fun and exciting for anybody who likes uh who, who knows who that is? My wife did not know who that was. She's seven years younger than me, so that just goes to show. Go figure. Sophie B. Hawkins, got to interview her. That interview will be uh, posted on AM New York June, eh, I want to say June 3rd, something like that, when I'm in Wizard World, Philadelphia. Come to Wizard World, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Convention Center. Uh, you can check me out. I will be doing sketches for, you know, 20 bucks for black and white, 30 bucks for full color. I'll be selling copies of The Sire. Sire's a superhero. Forced by his own costume to fight evil. It's kind of like having a spider sense, but instead of warning him in danger, actually puts him in danger. You can actually check all this stuff out on my sister site, mikebooks.com, M-I-K-E, books.com. So Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins frontman, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, I actually was going to lead with this because I thought this was just an amazing topic, but that just sh goes to show how quick the news cycle you know, happens, right? I mean, he made news Thursday night into Friday. Uh, by Monday morning, he is an afterthought. He's an afterthought now. Now, some might argue that his entire career is now an afterthought. That being said, I think they might make the Hall of Fame next year. We'll see what happens. But he goes on a um, conspiracy theory um, internet talk show called Infowars, which actually I think I'm going to start checking out because I think it's actually, yeah, it's big, right? I guess it's, I guess it is pretty big, right? And he talks, yeah, Alex Jones is the head of that. And so he starts talking about a number of different things. One of the things that he starts talking about is Bernie Sanders. Now, apparently Billy Corgan's a libertarian, so more power to him. But he thinks that, you know, socialism in by its nature is crazy because it will deprive the innovators the taxes will deprive the innovators of being successful um will will curb um i see sam shakes said i actually agree with him 100 percent. i think that capitalism actually fuels people that want to work hard and not not from a laziness standpoint i'm not talking about a laziness standpoint but it incentivizes our base human nature to do more than the average person i actually wrote this entire uh thesis in college about how you could make a socialist island Right. And you could actually do it. And people would only have to work six hours a day. And I thought, hey, this is really great. Right. Because I was kind of lazy back in high school. And I was like, all I want to do is work six hours a day. It's great. And you do your part and everything works. But the basis for my argument was that the rest of the world had to be capitalist and you had to be on an island full of natural resources. See, we're, we're going like way beyond the comic book scope, but that's OK. 
We just lost our last live viewer from that one. Oh, boy. That's okay, though. Um, so Billy Corgan talks about Bernie Sanders, says, you know, doesn't agree with him. But what he, always, what he basically says, though, is that he would love to have a discussion with anybody. He would love to argue in, 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 a, in a delicate way, in a nonviolent way, in a just reasonable, like, hey, I would love to have a discussion. I'd love for you to either prove me wrong or me to prove uh, you know, myself right. And he talks about Donald Trump supporters and how he thinks it's insane that people want to shut these, you know, that they're protesting him running for office when running for office is what you do. You know, like, th that's the basis of our nation. If you think you can do it, you run. And if you people support them, then great. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the process. And the process will ultimately pan out who they think is going to be, you know, on top. So, great. Billy Corgan, 100%. Great. He also said, though, that he is, you know, today's media, though, social media in particular, though, is transforming us into 1984. It's transforming us into, you know, we are one hashtag away from being George Orwell's, you know, Orwellian society where Big Brother is watching. We're actually watching each other and we are we are kind of overtaking what we can say and what we can't say. Right. And that basically boils down to, you know, PC and political correctness. And a couple weeks ago. We had uh, the, uh, two of the members of Bad Cowdy Funky on, and we were talking about the politics of Civil War, the movie Civil War. And we were basically saying that, you know, it's funny, we actually started talking about it, and Amber, uh, who was on here, she said, you know, political correct means correct. And I say not quite. And it's funny because at that time we kind of steered the direction more towards Civil War, but then afterwards had a really lengthy discussion about that. And, you know, it, it all comes down to who decides what, right? And if a PC mob is out there deciding what is inclusive and what is not remember you can't you can't just like uh you know caitlin jenner you have to you have to call her a beautiful woman and you have to you know say she's courageous you have to say all these things if you don't you're you're actually you know especially if you're a if, if you're a celebrity figure you're actually deemed as you know you're not being you're not being accepting enough you're you, you know again even though tolerance and acceptance is two different things it's a great south park episode i won't quote it because it's just amazing go look it up it's an amazing episode um you know you basically have to um yeah you you can't you can't say anything that is not deemed inclusive enough and you you know it it even strikes me as is kind of funny that the liberal um, progressive movement kind of eats it, eats itself away, and that's something else Billy Corgan says. Though at the end of the day, the liberal progressive movement end up eating each other away. Um, he also went into some really great things, where he says that he is afraid that one word could ultimately doom him. And we've heard this before from Jerry Seinfeld. We've heard this before from uh, Chris Rock. They won't play colleges. It's too PC because you can't say anything that's not deemed, you know offensive even though you're a comedian you get on stage and that's what you do i mean it's really it is really amazing how social media has kind of formed this gestapo for people and if you're not inclusive enough you're it's black and white i mean it's amazing there's no shade of gray and ultimately billy corgan was saying that he would love to have a discussion he would love to be open the debate he'd love to just talk as reasonable human beings and what happens his quotes get pulled out Billy Corgan slams Bernie Sanders. Billy Corgan supports Donald Trump. He wasn't supporting Donald Trump. He was supporting Donald Trump's right to run. There was one interview article I saw that was, it basically said that <laughs> Billy Corgan is upset he can't use the N-word. Like, that's essentially what the article was written, probably by someone in college, 
probably by someone either or, or post you know graduate or a graduate student whatever billy corgan is upset that he can't use the n-word no he's upset that if he was for some reason to say something that was racially unacceptable or politically unacceptable or if he even you know his quote is you know even if i was to look at your part of your body in the wrong fashion and say something i am a bad person i'm a meme and i'm horrible and that's it and that's the end of his career there are starbucks workers that got fired because they had a bad day and they had a bad client but it gets caught on video it gets uploaded to video it gets uploaded to the twitter oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna you know i'm just gonna do the facebook it gets uploaded, you know, everywhere up there. That's a little inside joke for uh, our guest for next week. But, no, it gets uploaded, and then all of a sudden, you're a bad person, and you can't get hired. It actually even works in reverse, right? There was one guy who was trying to protest Chick-fil-A, and so he actually filmed himself berating a Chick-fil-A employee about the company's stance on gay marriage, and now he can't get a job. He was a CFO two years ago, and he can't get a job now because now. Th- but you know, this is even the funnier thing. It was his own doing. He posted the video. He posted the video. Now we're getting a choppy feed on Facebook. I do apologize. Um, you can always check us out on talkingalternative.com. So if you want to chime in, go to talkingalternative.com. I will also have the show pumped into the Facebook feed starting next week, so it'll be very exciting. But I mean, again, I think everything that Billy Corgan is saying is is 100% true, and it's 100% right. And i got to be honest with you, I don't love a lot of the stuff that he says politically out there. He bashes Pearl Jam. I can't imagine they, you know, I think he's a little jealous of them that they continually sell out arenas, and he does not quite sell out arenas. Um, but i got to be honest, he was, he was 100% right. It's pretty remarkable I could say one word right now that would destroy my career. It's a meme, and I'm a horrible person. I could say something right now. Now, luckily, we have no fans, so, you know, really no one's listening, so I can't really, you know, and you can't fire me. I can say whatever I want here. Um, but I would love to hear what you guys think. You know, chime in during the week. We're going we're gonna to revisit this topic as well. Um, we have a lot of great topics coming up. We actually were going to talk about, you know, a ton of different stuff. Um, but again, news just seems to happen really fast. So what's going to come up next week? Quite frankly, it's anybody's guess, but we are going to have a guest next week it's anybody's guess and we have a guest we're going to welcome a social media expert to uh, come on he's an internet uh, personality as well his name is brian bish he's going to talk about the superheroes so straight movement that now i'm reading about as well too and that was another one you know are we ready for a gay superhero in film are we ready there was rumors rumors that john boyega's character finn and Poe Dameron were actually gay for each other. Is the world ready for a super for a Star Wars lead gay couple? I mean, all these really great things. I love exercising both sides of this. Um, you know, I love talking, running the gamut. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. We're going to bring Brian Bish on. We're going to talk about Sean Ashmore from X Men. He's lobbying to get his Iceman character on there, and he wants him to be gay. It's exciting stuff. We just we run the gamut, but. That's what we think we're going to do now. Who knows what's going to happen between now and then. DC might have actually fired Jeff Johns and fired Ben Affleck. Uh, They might have actually promoted Stan Lee to the head of their uh, division. See, now that would just throw everyone out of whack, right? Stan Lee heads DC Films, you know, thwarts 90 90 plus years of being a Marvel guy and just says, you know what, I'm going to run this show. So anything can happen. I want to thank you guys for another great show. We will work out the technical difficulties. Thank you to all the Periscope peeps that joined us 
Uh, catch us next week. You can catch us here every week, talkingalternative.com, 8.30 Eastern Time. See you next week. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on talkradio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m. and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.